And welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Mama Kay. Hey, everybody. And we have a special guest on for the first time. Please welcome Allison. Hey, everyone. Thanks Hi, for listening. Allison. Hey. <laughs> we had to bring someone else who would watch Downton Abbey on for this, because we are reviewing tonight Downton Abbey, the movie, the based on the, like, six season show is that right something yeah. like that it was, Five it was a, at least yeah it's it a lot long. it's so it's uh, I, <laughs> uh, you two are odd because you are both big what do you guys call yourselves downers down no downturns? no that's sad we're just fans i guess and we've well, been watching kind of... faithfully for many years yeah every sunday night watch, so watch the show it's not like we're weirdos or anything well, the, 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 usually the fans of a show have like a terminology around them. That's why I was trying to think. Oh, about. I don't da- know if there da- is. Downtonians. <laughs> sure, no? we can come right. up with something, maybe. I think okay. we just casual watchers, but okay. Right. Excuse and to drink uh, on I have Sunday never, night. S- I don't know. I have never seen a single episode of the show, um, so I'm wow. going in completely cold. I know, I, as far as the actors, I know Maggie Smith. And I know the bad guy from the fifth Harry Potter. Who's like, that? She, the, she's the one who... Oh, I thought you said he. She. Yeah. No, the, the, the two of them even feud like they did in Harry Potter. But they're on yeah, like opposite the, sides the this time. It's yeah. Lady Bagshaw. Okay, I don't, know I don't know. That, I don't know all the names in that either. Um, she's new. We don't know her until this until the movie either. So uh, okay. She's See, new. I thought I she was know. the queen for her. half the time, and then <laughs> she I was, is not the queen. Okay. I was, Dude, she was like a lady's maid. That's yeah, not a queen. Yeah, yeah, I was told I was incorrect. But so the the synopsis <laughs> of Downton Abbey: the Crawleys and their intrepid staff prepare for the most important moment of their lives. A royal visit from the king and queen of England will unleash scandal, romance, and intrigue that will leave the future of Downton hanging in the balance. Is that accurate? Yes. Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Oh. That's accurate for like every episode of the show, I think, though. So right? what's the show, <laughs> yes. if you had to do like a sentence, what's the show about? What what happens? Upstairs, downstairs. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, a rich fancy family and their posh problems upstairs <laughs> and then the downstairs ladies maids and butlers and all their lives entwined one another and gosh... 1920? Yeah. 1919 to up to 1927 was the movie, right? right? So it starts like right before the First World War, the series did, because mm-hmm. Matthew went off and Thomas went off to war. Um, yeah, so, it, yeah, like 10 years, 15 years, something like that. Mm. And yeah. uh, so the show is like this as far <laughs> as it has two, you said upstairs, downstairs, so it has two like right. prevailing storylines. I mean, I'm sure there are subplots in all the but there's two two chunks that go like along like this because that's kind of what happens in this. That there's two big storylines, not two big. St- yeah. There's two. There's the rich people and the servants, basically. Yes. That's yes. how the show goes. Yeah, that's basically that was basically the series, yeah. and you probably figured out, Brennan, that you know Tom, who was a former uh, chauffeur, he was a downstairs person, but then he kind of moved upstairs yeah. by marriage, and it seems like in the movie he might be doing that again. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's the only one that crossed. Is Tom borders, one of the, of the the thin, dark haired gentleman? <laughs> no, no, he was actually the blonde haired, sandy haired, and he was going um, kind of interested in 
the one you thought was the queen's quote-unquote maid or daughter. Oh, Lucy, okay. Daughter. I kind of remember yeah. who those characters are. All right, well, before yeah. giving <laughs> before giving anything else away... I know. We might be giving spoilers. I don't know. Oh, that's don't forget. Right. It's all spoilers, yeah. Yeah, well, it's about okay, to be okay. all spoilers. If you guys haven't... If, okay. if the listeners, if you have not seen Downton Abbey, it's in theaters now, pretty wide release, so it'll be available. Um, go check it out if you have any interest. I think if you saw the show, you probably definitely should. Um, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see what, mm-hmm, for sure. uh, what I... All right. Well, we rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Um, as you could probably tell from my my rambling intro, I had a very hard time as someone who had never seen the show figuring out who everyone was as there were 20, 30, I'm going to say 60 characters. They're going to argue with me, but I, there were... 60 there is were, a lot, Brennan. There were at Can least I- that many. It was overwhelming. So Mama K will actually be taking the lead on the whole describing the movie and uh, yeah. you know, doing our middle chunk here. So Mama K, please, uh, Downton Abbey, let's, let's do it. Well, Take it away. Yeah, so very exciting. I mean, I think... When you're talking about the plot of this movie, you can basically just uh, reiterate what Brennan read off of uh, Metacritic or on IMDb. It's basically just the continuing shenanigans of this family and their servant staff. Occasionally, you know, it wonks into something else, maybe into another stately house or into the Downton Village, but pretty much it, it settles on them and and. In true Downton fashion, anyway, it seems like, um, you know, skirmishes pop up and everything is always, though, very well decided by the end of either the season or, in this case, the movie. So um, it follows suit, I think. Um, Allison, is that the kind of same feeling that you have? Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. Um, it was very comfortable watching it if you were a series watcher it felt like a definitely a continuation and look and feel and plot mm-hmm. uh you know it, it might have been i mean sometimes the the tv show was a little more interesting and dramatic like i thought the whole like oh let's get ready for the royals was a little bit weak yeah. almost <laughs> right <laughs> like oh we need to clean the house like because right, that mean, was really the plot come up with something yeah. a little bit better <laughs> that was the plot like the royals but, um, are coming the royals are coming so yeah yeah chicken little um but you know it was nice to revisit everything yeah. and and see the characters again for sure well we started the thing we started at the very beginning and the first thing that you hear is you know that sort of all-encompassing theme music which when you're watching the tv show is sort of almost like it's a small orchestra or maybe a quartet or something like that but when you go into the movie theater it's this gigantic philharmonic sound it's the same theme but you can tell that this is just bigger um and we immediately are looking at some really cool scratching on a paper. There's an invitation that's going out to uh, the Crawley, or not invitation, it's actually it's just an announcement, like, we're coming to your house. I don't really know how that works, but... It's I mean, called a letter. I know, well, but I want to be... Back in the day, they used to write letters. <laughs> but I want to be royal. I mean, most of the they time... They can't text And they can't other. just be <laughs> like, oh, you, you can't come here. Like, you, you're going to go. Right. Like, you're going to let them That's go. That's the kind like, of thing. Or yeah. it's, it's not an invitation. It's just an announcement like, oh, we're coming to your house. And you're going to be putting on a parade and all of these really cool things. But um, as we learn as the story goes along, we're going to bring all of our stuff. We're going to bring all of our people. We're going to bring all of our food. Uh, we're going to bring all all the things, but 
we're staying with you for a night. It seems like a lot for an overnight, honestly. I mean, you know, Airbnb. I mean, it is time. the royal family, but yeah, it seems like, Dude, it's kind like of a big several thing. clown cars yeah. show up to their house full of people. I'm like, how, do, how many people do you need for a one night? <laughs> I know they're the king and queen, was... but there's like, there, there's 60 people just in the car. <laughs> Well, I was surprised at that too. That there were they were bringing so much staff with them, and then when the, when the the new butler coming in, taking over the royal butler coming in, take or whatever he was called, man of the stairs or some really crazy man of the stairs. Made it. Oh, they're just like making <laughs> up stuff up now. Himself. Okay, so that. Exactly. Oh, I see <laughs> it on here. The page of the back stairs. Page of the back stairs, right? Because that's so much better sounding than butler or dresser or whatever. Yeah, he got you know, pissed those if you guys are. that. <laughs> yeah, all of those people that were royal um, servants got pissed if you did anything that they didn't like. Who is I mean, the weird art so guy? Like the guy with the mustache? Like he? he oh, he was the, oh, the chef. chef. He was super bougie. Yeah, yeah. He was all right. and we don't know any of those people. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear about that. If, no, no, they were we don't all, know any of yeah, them. Yeah, they were all. We, we mm-hmm. don't even we don't know, know the king or queen. We don't. None of those people have showed up in the Downton Abbey world before. So I guess that's part of it. So we find them at breakfast and uh, we see our, the characters that we know and love and uh, they're the Crawley family and, and uh, Robert Crawley is the, the matriarch of the family. And they've been through some times recently where they've, you know, it's kind of hard. They kind of intimate that, you know, their world does is ceasing to exist uh, the way that they know it. And so they, they try a lot of different things to try to keep their, uh, their world alive and, um, they're at breakfast and Mary, who's, who's the, the top notch daughter, uh, has the most severe haircut of any character ever, uh, except for she like Captain she's Marvel. just so great with that haircut. I can't eat. I had a hard time looking at it on the big screen. It's honestly. painful. Yeah. It was... And somebody made us sit up front and it was really intense. <laughs> Listen, times, all the seats were but, gone you know. by the time we got seats. We were lucky we got seats. Yeah, Brendan, we had to book ahead. Yeah. We booked ahead our, our tickets on Wednesday right. and they were almost sold out like two days. What day did you guys go? And- on Friday. Friday, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, our our theaters were all packed, and we had, like, five show, 5.30, five, 6 o'clock, 6.30. They were all packed full, like, And And you were there by us. yourself? But I, I went on a Monday, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was you the were... youngest person by about 50 years. <laughs> and probably the only single man who walked in, just breaking yes, that. Yes, that is correct. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, one group of women, I guess probably around your guys' age, uh, was, there's, like, four of them all there, and then everyone else. Okay, we're not 50 years older than you, so come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I was saying, uh, other than, other than the people who are let out of the nursing home for the night, the there was Ooh. a group of, like, 40, 50-year-old women Yikes. there. Yeah. They're probably like, who's that young guy? What's I know. He doing here? I was By sitting himself. alone in the corner, like... <laughs> <laughs> They would have totally invited you to their group or been terrified. Yeah. One of those two things. (laughs) Um, Well, so we find them sort of doing their, their basic thing, which, you know, they have their breakfast and, and they're thinking about the day and they're getting their mail and they get the mail from the, uh, from the postal service. It's kind of cool the way that they get it. We see it go through all of these, you know, like planes, trains, and automobiles kind of thing to get there, this little postal piece. And, they're finding out that the king and queen are coming to visit. And then we cut to this suspicious man who was also on the train with the mail uh, that goes to um, a little bed and breakfast or whatever in the town of Downton. Mm-hmm. And he's immediately like, who is this guy? What is he doing? He has suspicious music around him. Um, is that not a guy from the show? The guy with the hat in the in the room by himself at the beginning? He is not a guy from the show. Yeah, no. We don't know him. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Right. So, which is right, what continue. makes... See, we had a few new characters to get on board with, too. Right. So. <laughs> so there's him. And then the next new character that we uh, learn about is this uh, cousin, because everyone's basically related out there, uh, who is the woman from the Harry Potter situation, uh, Lady Bagshaw, who is a second cousin or cousin by marriage to... Uh, to Robert, the matriarch of Downton Abbey, and we find out that she's coming because she's a lady-in-waiting with the queen, and so she doesn't want to come. Apparently, there's some bad blood between her and everyone's favorite character, who is, like, the dowager Lady Grantham, played by Maggie Smith, who's the best. I, mm-hmm. I pretend oh, yeah, she's that she's the, be- the best. She's the best in this show, yeah. Yeah, or I mean, movie, you could even tell that, right? In the show, is she also the best? Because here, she was, like, head and shoulders the best, like, by far. Yes, yes. For sure. And her zingers, she has those all throughout the series. Right. She always has those. The best those things zings. that weren't said by her were said to her in response to something she said. Like, yes. she is in, <laughs> she is the, like, most entertaining part of any scene, basically. That's clear. That's been, that's forever. That's her forever. And the way yeah. that okay, her, she has, um, throughout the show, um, in the very, very beginning, we didn't have Mrs. Crawley, but then Miss, wait, Mrs. No, no, not Mrs. Crawley. What's Matthew's mom's name? Is it Crawley? Oh, Isabel. Yeah, it's Crawley. She's a Crawley. Crawley. Yeah, yeah, Isabel Crawley. Um, yeah, so she she's the one, she's the other older woman who uh, goes back and forth with Lady Grant, old Lady Grantham. And I think their scenes together are the best. And everything else is just sort of storyline around that. Everyone, I think, is waiting for them because that got the most response in our theater of pretty much everything except for a little bit of the Thomas story later on. But I think that that's what everyone's waiting for when they're watching this. Sure, they want to see all the pretty views, and it was kind of cool that, you know, they could have a drone go over Downton Abbey. We never saw that during the series. I guess there was no budget. Julian Fellows didn't have a budget for that, but he did for the movie. So we learned about this woman, and uh, then we also learned that there's going to be all the clown car of servants, which is what you call them, Brennan, that mm. they're all coming Accurate. to... <laughs> accurate and we are dealing with sort of a new butler at Downton Abbey because the big guy who's tending carrots at the beginning that's Carson and he used to be the butler at Downton Abbey but he recently retired and and um, Thomas became the butler and Thomas has a sorted past is that what you would call it a checkered past maybe checkered past yeah and in the early on in the series he was always doing some kind of dastardly deeds and you know, you you kind of didn't like his character. Um, but, you know, then he kind of turned it around and he moved up the butlership yeah. to the head of the household, butler. And you kind of rooted for him. He was kind yeah. of an underdog that turned his bad ways around. And, you you know, you wanted him to, to be happy and do well. But, um, yeah, he was definitely a character to watch in this movie for so, sure. Who are the big storyline. Who are the fans cheering for? The old guy when he comes back to the mansion and it's like the big swelling music? Or are we cheering for the young guy and that's supposed to be like foreboding? Or are they both likable and it's just like interesting to see them clash? Did they clash in the show? Like, what, what, as yeah. an outside person watching it, I assumed the old guy was like a guy who left in like season, like a middle season and then the new guy took over and now he's coming back as like, oh, remember this guy? Like, that's what I thought it was going to be. Is that not what happened in the show? So he he left the very last episode of the show, isn't that right? Oh. Yeah, Carson, Carson so, was there then, until the very end, yeah. 
Yeah, and then okay. they kind of pass the torch to Thomas at the in the last episode, and you know where everyone's like, "Yay!" So we haven't seen and Thomas lead the underlings yet. His the no. correct. Okay, yeah, and right. it seemed like you know aggressive hairdo wasn't having that for the royal family, <laughs> and had to go back to her or her man, right? Mary, <laughs> that kind of bummed me out. Yeah, <laughs> me too. But and Mary and Carson, you need to know, uh, Mary, the severe woman, and Carson had a long relationship. I mean, they were very, very close in the household. Um, and she, whenever anything would go sideways, which for her was a lot, she had a lot that went on in her life. Carson was always like her rock. So the fact that she was very disturbed that all the silver wasn't completely polished, um, (laughs) by Thomas and his crew, that there was no surprise that she was going to go back and have Carson come and help out. Um, the fact that they had him come back and just like take over the way they did was really, ugh, that was so brutal when... He just walks in the door, but Thomas gave him what for, which I was glad about because I think old Thomas might not have done that, but I think he was just like, fine, I'll be back when you want me back. If you want me back or whatever, I'm going to go and hang out (laughs) because his underlying storyline is that he's a homosexual and uh, back in the teens and twenties, that wasn't, you know, a thing you could do. It was illegal. And um, he's, that's been a part of his struggle for the last couple seasons. So part of that struggle has sort of, I think that's kind of what's made him endearing to people is that he's become vulnerable, which in the beginning, he wasn't really like that. Or you didn't really know why why he was so, uh, such a turd. So we're at the point now where um, we're introduced, reintroduced again to Tom, the other Tom, which is Tom Branson, which is the guy who used to be the chauffeur. And he married the youngest of the, the daughters and she died in childbirth. Uh, in the first season, Allison? Was it uh, third then? season. Oh, was it really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because they had to get together. It took them a while to get together. Um, yep. So he um, he meets this mystery guy that we uh, see from the train earlier on. You don't really know what's going on. They kind of have these back and forths about, you know, the king is coming. What do you think of that? How do you feel he's an Irish man and, you know, the Irish were being overrun by... Uh, the British at the time and didn't like the monarchy. So we see them together. We don't really know what's going on. And then in true Downton fashion, it just sort of cuts to something else, you know, (laughs) and now we're introduced to uh, Princess Mary, who's the daughter of the King and Queen, which we find, we find her and she's in an unhappy marriage, which is not unusual for the time, I don't think. And then there's just all the storylines start to come out and you want you st- then the cavalcade of characters comes we start we go downstairs and we see mrs patmore we see daisy we see daisy's betrothed person all of a sudden the plumber has to come in and there's this big hoo-ha does daisy like the plumber um so we talked a little bit about plot we didn't really talk about a rating for plot we should probably talk about that now do you have allison what is your thought about this plot yeah, of this I mean, movie. So we're at a five five point scale. I would give it like a four, I guess. I okay. mean, I think they did a nice job with, you know, staying in character and then you know, everything's pretty similar to the series. I mean, but as I said earlier, I thought, oh, let's get ready for the king and queen. I feel like they could have come up with something a little better than that. Yeah. Um, and and some of the side plots seemed a little unnecessary like uh, like you're talking about the unknown gentleman you know meeting up with with tom like i mean do we really need that part that seemed kind of <laughs> that seemed a little bit like of a reach so right. i mean i would give it a f- solid four okay brennan this should be interesting since you didn't know coming in <laughs> what 
a plot usually looks like for this situation. Yeah. Tell me a little so, about your about your thoughts. So, uh, and l- let me know if I'm missing something or looking too much into something. Oh, we will. What what <laughs> I what I gathered was there were a couple of plots going on here. The main there's okay. the two the two big plots. One is the king and queen are coming, and the royal people have to deal with that. So that's Maggie Smith and um, her her older buddy. You said her name. There they have to like uh, come to terms with the 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 bad guy from Harry Potter, that lady. Uh, they have to like work out their differences. Plus the main old guy who's in charge of everything. What's his name? Robert. You said like the yeah. main, main uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I was like, Oh mother, stop antagonizing. Like, um, so that's like that plot. And then the servant plot, which I found to be the most interesting plot of the movie, um, mm-hmm. that all the servants were pissed when <laughs> the people came and were like, they're 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 mad they can't be servants they're mad they can't like be like in like right. oh what we can't cook and clean toilets for you like what, what are we <laughs> We're supposed not good to enough do for you? they were like pissed that they couldn't clean toilets i was like this is such an interesting <laughs> way to because t- it's a very like i don't i don't know if they talk about it on the show it's the class system is yeah. it's very um glossy in this it, it makes everything mm-hmm. look hunky dory like yes never yeah. do, never do we think the underlings have this horrible resentment towards you know the the whatever the the, the lords upper class, and ladies yeah. the yeah. families yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, we don't get that at all instead they're mad at the right. better servants coming in and take basically taking their jobs um so i thought that all of that i mean it was played out I didn't really like how it ended up in the end, but the beginning, the setup, um, the feuding butlers was okay. Um, and then there were some other plots. I think Allison mentioned it. I'm not sure if it was the same one. The guy who stayed in the room with the hat at the beginning, and he has a plot of involving yeah, yeah. the king. That, right. that seemed unnecessary. That seemed like padding that we didn't need for 10, 15 minutes. Um, were there romances in this? I couldn't tell. I feel like there were. <laughs> I, I felt like there were like three or four different cut scenes where like, it was supposed to be like a big emotional, like working something out scene. That I, I I had no connection to because I wasn't established. What was established well, there for was me the was plumber. you knew that the plumber was you know trying to make time with the other girl. I mean, that was a romance. Yeah, was the plumber was interested out. in Daisy. Well, and, oh I mean, the yeah, main... I guess I kind of I kind of knew that. Yeah, which I thought was unnecessary. I... That's a plot point that I thought was unnecessary. But yeah. Well, no, the, 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 there's, I mean, the, I basically gathered Maggie Smith and other old people fight over the bloodline, servants are <laughs> mad at better servants, and then a couple of unnecessary plot lines. Like, those are, that's kind of, it's kind of all over yeah. the place of the plot. So I give it like a, hmm, like a three, I guess. Like, I could follow <laughs> some of the beginning parts. I, 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 and I didn't really, again, I know no one's name, if that's not clear. I know no one's right. name, but I understood, <laughs> like, clusters of people. Um, mm. So that kind of helped but um it's 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 really messy for someone who's never seen this show it's 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 very hard to understand the plot well i get that, yeah, that and i'm really sense. yeah i'm surprised that you were that generous with it honestly because um <laughs> as i was watching it i was trying to think you know how would you walk into this movie it's like i i think of it as like when i recommend like a marvel movie to somebody and they ask me how many movies do i need to see in order to get what's going on here and honestly, you can walk into a lot of those and not really have to have a whole lot of background, and you can still enjoy the movie for what it is because it's sort of oh a yeah, set. a lot of Marvel movies stand on their own. Ever all but yeah. maybe the Avengers ones pretty much stand on their own. Right, but this, this does has, not stand on its own very this well. This is not like that at all. I mean, <laughs> um, 
I don't know, maybe it's more like something I never really got into this series or the, or the movie or anything, but maybe it's more like a sex in the city thing, but you only have a few people that you have to keep track of in that. It's not two dozen or 60 as Brennan mentions. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to also give it a three just because it is a little, the plot's a little light and it's a little messy. And I agree that the downstairs plot and it all, I felt like that with the TV show most of the time anyway, that the downstairs stuff is way more interesting and uh, intriguing than what's Oh, yeah, that's why downstairs. I'm as high as, uh, as high on it as it is, because the idea that the servants are mad at the other servants is, <laughs> is a, I like that, yeah. I like that that way to go i right. i don't i wouldn't have i wouldn't have liked it if it was traditional lower class mad at angry class or uh, angry class right. upper class like i like <laughs> right. that um it was uh, that that to me was unexpected of course no no idea how the show works so right did you th- did you I mean, think did you see that coming allison like the whole servant you know jets and the sharks situation happening no honestly i didn't i probably would have been like fine i'll just take a couple of days off i know <laughs> when he said go read a book i was like damn carson go read a book i mean why do you have to be here go away <laughs> i know i know but i guess you know that's a, a royal a royal duty it's the highest calling and they want right. to they want to show off their house and this is their house you know kind of like a turf a little turf war right and they do. That's the thing that you kind of have to just believe without seeing the series is that the downstairs people really do consider the upstairs. They consider themselves all family. And I think they tried to say that a little bit in the movie when uh, Mary's going outside to help with the chairs in the rain. And who would think that, you know, a lady would be doing that. And then she enlists. She doesn't enlist, but um, Anna. Oh, Anna says, of course, I'll be out there to help you. I'm, you know, you're my friend. I'm your friend. And so, I mean, that's, that sort of tries to tie that together, but I think that's not enough. If you have, if you don't know the background, that's not enough to show that this, everybody that works there and everybody that lives there really do work as a unit. And that's the whole point that they were trying to make. It's a total glossified, uh, yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, you know, those were probably some plum jobs back then in that time in that That's true. place because, That's true. you know, young people are working in factories, they're, you know, farming and they're doing all sorts of manual labor. So to be in a house and to have a family, you know, the Crawleys did treat them pretty well. Right. Um, so they are pretty, they're loyal to them. So yeah, the Turfworth thing, I, I kind of do see that they would be doing that because they're pretty devoted to their family. They are. And it's funny to watch them because they were all just so indignant that these other people were coming in. And who are the, the, they're so, they're such enemies. The only bad guys in the movie are the servants of the royal family, except for the guy who tries to kill the king. They're the only bad guys in the movies. And it's like, okay, I I know we're probably supposed to feel kind of sorry for them, but they're the only ones who actually have any sort of airs on them whatsoever. I mean, even the king and queen seemed more down to earth than, you know, any yeah. of those other people that came in the house. But uh, it was just funny. I mean, they were obviously cast the way they, you know, the royal servants, l- like, looked and acted. I mean, they were so extra. You know, the, the lady's <laughs> maid was super severe looking, and the chef was super <laughs> chef looking, and the other guy was very butlery, and it was just they like, were. whoa. <laughs> I, at one point when they had the, the chef and the, the severe lady were like standing next to one another. I felt like I was watching like Ratatouille. It just seemed like these were super caricatures of yeah, you know, caricatures exactly. Oh yeah, they life. were cartoons that, that came yeah. in after. Like the the king's staff are like like the traditional what you would think of of like a snooty ster- a servant would be. Right, right, 
and you know some of the stuff you have to believe like being locked in a room you can't get out of the room uh i mean how hard did you try for how long i don't know the fact that they roofied the the chef yeah i mean, I mean that's uh, extreme <laughs> yeah and they're all kind of giggling and gloss i, I kind of don't think they would have gotten away with it like they did but yeah i guess you know it's a movie feel good thing whatever right but <laughs> right yeah, it you didn't thinking, like feel pass good the drugging. test, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like hustlers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like hustlers, but a little bit, you know, a hundred years before that. But well, so at this point, we find out that uh, well, they all have dinner together, and then um, the king and the queen arrive. Graham has gone to London for a short little visit. We don't really know much about that. But the thing about Downton is when something like that happens, you know, you know, it's significant and it's going to come back. And it does come back at the end of the movie with uh, some storyline that's important. Um, And then there's the king and queen arrive and then there's going to be this big parade. And we find out that this stranger in town is actually uh, a loyalist to the Irish, I guess, purveyors of the Irish Republican army. And he is setting out to kill the king pretty much frame thomas for it uh thomas and lady mary foil it which i always no you mean me tom up. not tom. tom i'm sorry tom it's very yeah. different <laughs> yeah could they not have just made two different names for these people no one could name mike or could they not Bob? have all been the same looking <laughs> there's old ladies well, there's and then young ladies <laughs> and then tall white guy with dark hair and then there's like one tall guy i guess you said that has blonde hair and then they all even wear the same <laughs> shit. They all wear the fucking same outfit, except for those, like, two maids in the in the chambers. Those two wear the maid outfits. But everyone else wears the same thing. I mean, they have nothing else to do. They just need to change their clothes to, like, match all the time. That's true. You well, do have to they did change it. three or four I mean, I, I couldn't tell who was who. <laughs> well, you couldn't keep the women apart. Like the, like, the difference between Mary and... So, we haven't really talked about Edith. Edith, Edith is the middle sister uh, who... Her perpetual state. I is didn't woe. even know there were sisters. I, I didn't even. <laughs> I, I literally. I'm like. Oh, I, I didn't God. know who was related and who wasn't. I had no idea. I, <laughs> you might need to look at a family tree or something. We'll say. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been good to start with the movie with. Maybe it was sort of like this is what the family. That would have been like. good if they did like a two minute spiel with a family tree kind of. Even even if it would have been cheesy, I, I just to, just to help me out because I really it was very <laughs> I was very hard to press like what was allowed to happen like i don't know yeah this movie was clearly made for people who had seen the series and right uh, exactly really difficult for an outsider to come in and see but we so we find lady edith who is behaving strangely which that is so of her character to be very uh coy and kind of whiny and you don't really know why and um and she has that weird look on her face all the time (laughs) Yeah, do you know who we're talking about, even, Brennan? Lady Edith? The Is one she who the one the who argued delivered? with Maggie Smith? No. La- no, Maggie she was young, young and younger. blonde. She's the sister, yeah. Young and blonde, uh, and the dress came, and it yeah. was too big for her. That was her, and she ended oh, up... Oh, yeah, yeah. Was she the servant? Big... No, 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 she was the sister <laughs> of the Crawley family. She was... Ex- she's. Ex- they find out she's expecting that sister. Right. Someone got pregnant in this? Oh, God! <laughs> I mean, not... She was, but Didn't I don't know if she got during the movie. Yeah, but she. Yeah, so no, I guess is the answer. I have no scene. idea who you're talking about. <laughs> so this is I the think you part. might have taken a nap during that part, uh, which is, exactly. is, is, is I was like trying to. Fine. It was. It wasn't. 
It was the subplot where the king was trying to get this man to go to Africa to uh, help his son become a, <laughs> become a man. Oh, my God. Dude, uh, I have yeah. no idea. You know what? What you know me, I about? can't fall asleep during movies. I would like to a I lot know. of the time, but like I, 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 I apparently yeah. saw all this happen. I have no idea what you're talking about. The thing, the funny part about this is, is that this is the part you can't remember, and this is the part that, for me, as the series is also truly forgettable. Anything that happened to her for me was truly forgettable. So, oh well, there you go. I, I'm basically a fan then. Yeah, I don't really. <laughs> I don't really blame you. Yeah. I don't know. If, I mean, that I kind of feel like she's a bit of a throwaway character sometimes, and she's kind of just yeah. To um, I mean, she was there for Mary to grind her axe on, really, during yes. the series, and yeah, she did it a true. little bit in the movie, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sister that everybody really loved is the one who died. So of course, <laughs> so and that's where Tom is there. So, um, so we, well. We've talked about most of the characters. Uh, there's other characters that have plots, um, little mini plots going on. We didn't really hear a lot about Bates and Anna, thank God. Um, yeah, they ugh. spent they spent like two seasons on these two characters that barely even showed up for this movie. So, and that was kind of a blessing. Bates um, and Anna, who were they? Would I have remembered them? Probably Anna. not. They were downstairs. <laughs> people yes. and anna was the blonde maid that um was lady mary's person doing the chairs the maid the rain. Outfit. Yeah. and she no. was and she was married <laughs> to one of the butlers see that's the confusing thing they always call even if they're married to each other mr bates and you know it's like right you don't well, yeah everyone's mr married. mrs this, lord and lady and i have no idea what that's anyone true. is <laughs> I know. When I saw the trailer for this, the they didn't credit all the actors and actresses. They just said Lord whoever, Lord whoever, Lady whoever, and they had like twenty names of just lords and ladies. I'm like, that's where I get my yeah. There's sixty characters in this. I don't know who these people are. It's true. If you're not a lord or a a lady, you're a Mister or Mrs. Even to your own spouse. So it's hard to keep that. It's hard to keep that straight. But anyway, they had they had a huge storyline that happened through and. And it just got really got long old. and boring, mm. and people died, and you still didn't even care. Um, so, um, <laughs> so what? So, if we're gonna look at characters, Brennan, let's start with you. With since there are so many of them, and and you can rate one like a five, and you know one a one. So, where do you think you land? With all um, these I mean, yeah, this is definitely a a quantity, not quality. <laughs> Uh, kind of thing. <laughs> um, Maggie Smith is awesome. She's really good. Yeah. I mean, she's in it for maybe 15, 20 minutes, but she's everything she's in, I'm engaged. I care about it somewhat. Um, and even when I don't fully care about it, she's pretty funny. Like, everything she says is pretty awesome. And yeah. she had a little bit of, like, an emotional thing at the end. And even that, even though I know nothing about this character, she sold it and I bought it because I liked her. Did you cry? Um, no, 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 no. There was no tears in this. Oh. Uh, I'm, on, Come I'm on. on a bit of a dry streak. No. I haven't cried in a movie in a while. It's you know, I don't know if you know this about about our, about our this show. I mean, what are we at? Like, close, coming up on 60 reviews? I think it's like 59, like I think. Yeah. yeah, we're in 80%. Probably 75 to 80% where, you know, Brennan's lost it. So he's, he's a bit That's of a 75 I'll say 75% of the ones I recommend, maybe. But, like, yeah. Okay. okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, although I do recommend the most movies out of everyone on this show. Um, That's true. <laughs> but so other characters, um, the two, the older maid and the younger maid in the basement, they were shown a lot at the beginning. Um, 
where the older one's like sassy and she's like oh i i I like that one guy is he a butler is he or is he like a second second he's a he's a downstairs guy you know who i'm talking about right the two that are always so that's like the chef and um her helper okay so i like their little bit yeah one of them's like oh you could even run for for uh parliament (laughs) one day or something i don't know like i was like oh that's kind of some nice banter there um the that's about it I, I don't like i don't really like anyone else in this um the characters are super i, I because they're not developed at all in this because they've had whatever six years to develop on tv and the ones right. i guess that were just plopped in were kind of caricature um yeah i got two um maggie smith's like a four or five those two bantering characters are like a four maybe a three five and everyone else is like a one five ish like yeah two Alright. Okay, that's fair. Allison, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Brennan. I'm thinking, you know, if I went into this cold and started, I'd be like, who cares? You know, like, I'm not invested (laughs) in some of these things. I get that. And Maggie, you know, you can... Her character has the zingers and, and, you know, sells it for sure. So, um, you know, she's always great. Oh, Oh, the mom, Lady Grantham, Cora, Can we talk is about always that? so annoying to me. Brennan, did you recognize this person at all? I mean, she's Lady been in who? things. Okay. So she was married to the upstairs older guy. She's the right. mom of Mary. And she's American. She said, Mary. oh, I can smile because I'm American. Her name is Cora. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, she's pretty unforgettable, <laughs> but she's just so remember. annoying. So, okay. um, but yeah, Maggie's always great. I agree. Mrs. Patmore and Daisy have always a good rapport. Uh, I I did find the Thomas storyline interesting because, like I said before, well, we've learned that he used to be kind of a scoundrel and now he's turned around and you're kind of rooting for him. You want him to come out yeah. of his shell. You want him to be happy. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, same for Tom. Uh, the toms i guess all the toms you know, you, yeah. you know and we know because you know uh his wife passed away and he was a good guy and we want him to find love again so but if i had just seen that the movie i probably would have been like meh but i uh, so thomas uh, miss patmore and Ma- maggie were excellent uh so fours to fives but yeah a lot of them are just okay um i'm gonna have to agree with you i'm probably gonna go a three because I really enjoyed seeing these characters again. Um, right. As far as character development, there wasn't, I mean, Maggie Smith has nowhere to go. She started off like this. She's going to end up like this. She's amazing. Uh, she, she keeps the characters, you know, going in this movie. And um, for me, watching um, Thomas is always he makes me feel stuff so i mean i think he he's he's there and he's vulnerable and i like that and there are not many many of those characters that are really vulnerable at all and um i like that for him i like that he's sort of standing up for himself um i mean part of that is based on what i knew of him as a character before um i don't i don't have quite the same like lovey feeling about tom uh he's he's fine I think they needed him. He's fine. He's fine. I think they n- needed him here uh, to sort of to set off the, you know, who shot Jr. Who's going to shoot the Who's going to shoot the king uh, thing. The fact that they were all kind of um, suspecting that maybe, or some of them were suspecting that maybe Tom was going to turn and 
trying oh, yeah, to do something. Yeah, that pissed me off, actually. Yeah, I mean, he's been like, super really? loyal to this family ever since uh, he got back with his daughter. And um, the fact that some of them were like, I don't know, Tom's doing some very suspicious stuff, like being in a pub when it's raining at night. You know, it's <laughs> like, okay, that's that's a stretch. Um, Maggie Smith one is always gay. the queen. They do the gay stuff. That's Tom Mess. <laughs> That's, That's Tom. the other Tom. Other Tom. Yeah, the other I'll Tom. Just, I'll just Tom. be quiet oh. until a little later. <laughs> this is the, I have no the idea. <laughs> Tom Mess good is try, the skinny try. butler. Tom is the blonde guy who's going to get with the other daughter or the other cousin and make a new family and bring more money back to to maggie smith apparently at the yeah. end that's what it seems like anyway oh that's another uh, thing before um, you keep going what what did yeah. so they all live in this house what do they do yeah. <laughs> that's a good question they change their clothes boss a lot people. but why do they have yeah. stuff are they like what are they well they're so they're bored the, and ladies he, yeah, they're but, Earl. He's the Earl, an, an Earl of Grantham. So basically, it's landed gentry. So, mm. you know, back in the time, those were the people. They were basically kind of politicians. The landowners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was like the seventh or eighth or ninth Earl of Grantham or 14th or something like that. I don't know. Um, so basically, it's just land going down from generation to generation. And so what they do is they have um, people who work the land for them and produce products that can be sold and then they can reap the, reap the benefits of that huh yeah, yeah so this, like this still be going on because of... that's only 100 years ago I... this is still happening is that still going on i i don't i'm sure not to that extent okay, that's I a pretty think, I think what, pretty sweet I gig that's like being born like a ceo <laughs> daughter or son except even easier it is like <laughs> it's it is even like easier that, like you don't even have to yeah, do, you dude. don't even have to go to business school you just sit there and then they give you stuff from the land it's old money yeah it is old money. but i think at this point is when it starts to get a little bit harder because you know things are changing and oh that's why they're upset with the changing times they can't get as much indentured servitude Uh. even though they all love them even though they all love the royal family or not even royal the the noble family well we don't we don't really know that because i mean we've met a few times during the series some of the people who run the land but those are not major characters in in this in this story that it's really not about them and i think that there would be a lot uh, more dissent if that were the case because i think that you can't really really make that lovey-dovey case for those people in this situation um and i think that you know they're only like 30 years removed from the industrial industrial revolution which has probably started the change for all of these things and then you know once the second war comes that kind of puts the kibosh on all of this and then that's when the people have to start selling their land and you know mary was talking about having to sell downton and moving down to you know a smaller estate home which i don't know it's only got 47 bedrooms instead of 63 (laughs) bedrooms or whatever and we're gonna only have a staff of you know 20 instead of a staff of 60 so Dude, I mean, take the sounds... money and run get with the times invest in the future i mean you're already <laughs> I mean, set it you're already set up for success it's so easy to just make a lateral move into something sustainable but i think that it was starting to change as you kind of saw a little bit in the movie i mean to to pay this you know they did still pay wages and they had right. to pay for the upkeep on all these big gigantic houses i mean there's a did point they pay where them they in ears of corn no no <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, there's a point where they, it's, it, the, the numbers don't, aren't going to work anymore. And, and then time right. and, and innovation kind of changes things too. 
Well, we're we're moving on. We're you know two thirds of the way through the movie, and uh, we find there's another little subplot going on where one of the um, the ostentatious servants is actually a petty thief, and she takes Jesus. Oh, yeah. She takes something from every room that she's in, not just every house that she goes to. And she's you know she's a servant to the queen, so uh, this is bad. So how how this plays out and helps out our little family is that she's also an amazing seamstress, and Edith. Of course, poor Edith can't ever get anything right. So the dress she orders is, you know, basically a size for like, I don't know, Lizzo or Queen Latifah or something. And it doesn't fit her. So, um, so oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, saw, she, I remember I remember that scene kind of. Yeah. So um, Anna figures out that this woman is stealing things from the house and you know, blackmails her to make this dress for um, for Edith, which that just does that whole plot line just doesn't go anywhere for me it's all like okay mm-hmm. great now edith has a dress maybe she could have just ordered a dress that and it came right and we wouldn't have to do all of this but we did yeah um, it was just like they're trying to throw all these extra little nuggets yeah. in but it was kind of a lot of them were kind of like didn't work and i think it was just to give people story time like otherwise anna wouldn't have story time and i think people enjoy mm. her character in general yeah. Uh, but evidently not with her husband. That's why they pulled him out of it mm-hmm. um, so much. And then we also find now that uh, Thomas has, since he is not going to be buttling for this whole situation, has gone into York and has found a kindred spirit in one of the uh, uh, royal housemen and winds up in trouble. He winds up in a dance club for homosexuals and gets raided immediately by the police, which we don't know why. And I, I even said, uh, I saw it again last night. I saw it twice. Uh, so to my companion last night, I said, she went again so she could get her homework done. That's true. I did. Uh, (laughs) Also to be a kind friend, to be a kind (laughs) friend, you know, I, I, she said, who, she said, who is ordering this raid? Why are they trying to do this? And, And I said, but more importantly, they have a King and queen visiting and they're worried about, you know, men fraternizing with each other. I think that, you know, the police would have much more concern about somebody trying to kill the king again. So, I mean, that was just, I think that was just a little, a little sweet nugget for the people uh, who watch the show and really want to see Thomas's storyline kind of move along. Um, And it looks like maybe they'll have a, a bit of a relationship going on. And then another thing that happens that we have not talked about at all, and I don't know how we haven't, but Molesley. Oh, Molesley. Molesley. Molesley, lowly worm. Molesley. What is he? Am I assuming it's a he? Yes. Yes. He was a servant, kind of a waiter more, kind of describes his role. And he made a fool of himself in front of the royal family at dinner. Oh, that yeah. guy. That was a good yes. scene. I like that. I like that scene. Sweating uh, and he was embarrassing himself. That was a good scene. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> he spent most of the time, I mean, in the series. He I like was after they were just like, oh, we get it all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he's I a mean, minor character, but that was his role the whole time is to be that guy. Yeah, he was always no. a, he, he was always a little cringy, and your heart went out to him a little bit. But then you were like, "But really, dude?" Oh. He he at one no, point in in the series was trying. He was losing his hair, obviously, and he decided that he was going to put um, <gasps> oh yeah shoe polish on his head so it wouldn't look like he was Ugh. losing his hair. Oh my god, disaster! Was it actual right? shoe polish, or was it like a back back in the day hair stuff? 
I think it was shoe polish because I don't think they had back in the day hair stuff. But either yeah, there way, there was no Bosley. <laughs> yeah, it was Bosley. Yeah, you can only imagine how that worked out for him. Old just, Bosley. It worked just out moss. the same way all of Bosley. You know, he was <laughs> Bosley. Yeah. <laughs> well, for a long time, I thought his name was like Mosley, like M O S. But actually, when you look at it, it's Molesley. Like he's a mole, and I'm like, he's exactly a mole. Yeah, his um, name suits him for sure completely so i mean i think he's a little irritating for my taste like when he was in the in the uh the the keeper's shop when they were trying to buy foodstuffs um and he was like dancing around with mrs patmore and i was like oh Oh, i like that scene too though that poor poor chef yeah yeah. Well, that chef who he thought he was like, oh, the whole town's going to be so proud that I stocked the whole shelf. And then they're just I like, uh, your shit's not going to, we're not going <laughs> to use anything from you. I, I don't know. That was at least a, I could understand what was going on. Yeah, like, yeah. I understood the character motivations and it was relatable. I, which I was really glad I that. Later on. <laughs> I was really glad in that scene that Daisy, you know, took control over that because Mrs. Patmore was going to burst that poor guy's bubble and it was going to be really sad. I know. <laughs> Yeah, and everyone was just going to be a puddle. The whole on the town floor, would have been like, like Boop. <laughs> and then if they, well, I love the guy. I think he did something special. I like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're nice. they're good characters to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mosley does what Mosley does, and then we uh, haven't really talked a little bit about the subplot of why the cousin uh, is coming into not why the, she's coming into town, but what her beef is with uh, old lady Grantham. Uh, we find out it's because this woman who is sort of a servant to her is not actually a servant. Uh, I think everybody at some point in the movie theater thought that she was having a relationship with this young girl as opposed to actually just being her mother. You know, old lady Grantham likes to take people downtown hard and she wanted this woman's estate and she wanted Robert to have it. He was the only living uh, um, heir to this estate until we find out that she has this daughter and it was out of wedlock and a love child kind of situation back in the turn of the century. Um, and now this girl and Tom are um, romantically inclined and they get a little dance at the end, which I think is very sweet. And we don't get to see a whole, I mean, Mary's in it only to sort of plot drive a little bit. And then her husband shows up like weirdly at the end to go to the ball with her. Mm. Um, I, I didn't even miss him. I could have done without that. (laughs) Yeah, I I was like, oh, he's here. Yay. So now... uh, The ball, it felt like it was wrapping up a bunch of storylines that I was unable to follow. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. In Mm -hmm. in true Downton fashion, dancing solves everything. Mm -hmm. So you can just follow everybody's little characters around and they, and they are doing exactly that. They're tying up all of their little Mm storylines. Um, the the thing about it is while that's happening, you get to see this grand parlor. This isn't Downton at the time. It's another house. Very nice house, obviously. Um, and the beauty of it all, the costuming of it all, the, the grandeur of the estates and the land uh, is beautiful. That leads us a little bit to what did you feel about uh, the sound and the the picturesque place and the cinematography? I'm going to go to you, Allison, and ask you first sure. what you thought about that. Um, I would pretty much rate that a five. I mean, 
you know, being in the front, I felt like we were almost like in an IMAX <laughs> movie and in it. And we were, you know, flying over the castle. And, you know, it kind of just brought, as watching this series, brought back the kind of the cozy memories of, you know, watching and having the music is just really relaxing. And it's just kind of a pastoral kind of nice scenery and they they kind of kept that up the music you know i would get the opening scene with the music got little goosebumps because it's it's yeah. just really intriguing and familiar and um i think they st- stuck true to their origins and uh i i thought it, it was pretty i mean step down for, not breathtaking but it was very fine <laughs> yeah very fine very fine Brennan. very fine uh, so that song at the beginning is that the theme song of the show? I feel like I've heard that before. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And it uh, is. do we usually get these kind of aerial shots of the whole castle throughout the show? We don't. That's what I was saying. Is I think when they did the series that um, oh Julian yeah, Fellows, so that was pretty cool. Director probably didn't. Have so when that. we get to see that castle at the beginning with the yeah. overhead shot, like yeah. that's all new and like yeah, that was bright and, and shiny so for all in of their us. mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that first two minute intro with the music and the visuals was really really good and i thought i there was a chance that i would love this movie oh, uh, in the first two minutes <laughs> well and, um, and, and with the way the that they were the letter stars. yeah the way and they then were and then the and then 500 characters show up and start squabbling <laughs> over bullshit and then i don't really know what's happening anymore like too many people but, 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 to the party <laughs> But that first two minutes, that was some art. Um, no, like the letter getting handed off, the train, like the, the the shot from the house to the train, the overhead shot, and then it's the music swells to the like whatever it goes. I don't know what that um, was. That was yeah. that was That's it was good. something like that. Yes. and that that was awesome. That was really really good, and I felt like all the old ladies' breaths in the theater with me, like. <gasps> And then all the old men <laughs> breathe their final breath. And, like, it was just, like, it, it was, I could feel, like, the whole sweepingness of it. Yeah, um, yeah, sweepingness, that's good. And it's definitely the height of the visual and sound. Because throughout the most of the rest of the movie, the sound is decent. There's some good metal melodies that I like. Um, the visuals, for most, are, for me, are kind of bland shot, reverse shot. There's not a lot of innovation with the with the camera work after those i mean whenever whenever they do um i guess establishing shots when they cut away from the end of one scene and go into another and they you know bring you to the town or back to the castle or wherever they're going those are some some nice done shots but they're kind of stock like Mm. eh, you kind of see that everywhere so um yeah like a three five um it's the strongest for me overall because i mean that opening is pretty sweet and that theme song is really good i quite like that um but as far as like the actual scenes of dialogue like the actual scene scenes go eh, you know a little little bland little average um music's good though i like it for the most part i I did think oh sorry the town did look a little hokey to me actually it looked like i think i was telling carrie today i'm like it looked a little bit like santa's village like you know they're walking through. Oh, it. I was thinking of the. I was thinking of the village that Belle lives in. in oh, yeah. The beast. oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's pretty good like, too. Yeah. Bonjour. Yeah, it just looked kind of fake. Of. Yeah, like <laughs> it was like that. And I, when I first saw it, I said, "This town looks short." Like, yeah, like the car- the actors look really look tall compared to the buildings. Yeah. It was very bizarre. Like, what is going on there? <laughs> um, yeah, I found myself somewhere in the middle because I do. Uh, 
I did appreciate that. Like you said, that very first part is just, I think for everybody, it just looks super grand for people who are used to it. You're just like, okay, I'm back. Thank Jesus. And then for somebody else, you're like, this is really, you know, really pretty. And the way that it's almost like the beginning of like, like a Poirot kind of situation where you're thinking, okay, somebody's getting on a train. This actually looks like somebody could get, maybe get murdered. I'm not sure. Or is it the beginning of Harry Potter? We're at the, they're at that platform, you know, nine and three quarters. Um, but it, because all of a sudden now we're flat into, uh, well, not exactly plot, but I guess, yes, plot, um, you kind of do lose a little bit of that. But because all the places are so familiar to me, with the exception of Short Town, um, mm, right. when they went into the kitchen, I was... Town. Beauty and the Beast Town. Um, Beauty and the Beast Town, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I was like, <laughs> I really liked it. There was, and you're right. I mean, there's a lot of shot for shot kind of thing. There was a couple of things that I thought were really effective when they locked the, um, wa- the, the bougie butler in his room. And then there was this long shot down the hallway of, you kind of felt like there were 20, you know, thousand doors that you yeah, were going that guy's that. Ne- no one's He's, ever finding him again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If this is a, you know, Beauty and the Beast town, he is in the dungeon of the castle. So, yeah. um, <laughs> There was that, and then, and they used that hallway a little bit, um, like that. There, there's some really super effective use of that in another movie, um, that I'm drawing a blank on the name of that is a murder mystery. Um, but there was another point in the movie where, uh, they were cutting back and forth between the dinner with the king, king and queen, and, uh, the dancing that was happening when Thomas was out in York with his friend. And they, and I liked that because there was this sort of like, uh, super stately thing going on. And then they would cut back to, you know, sort of this body dancing and something that's totally forbidden. And then we go back to the stately, you know, dinner. And then you have Mosley in the whole thing. And it was just like, okay that that looked that looks like that was uh something that they did on purpose and i really liked that yeah um, it just pointed out what a goober he was being <laughs> it, it totally <laughs> did um so i like that part of it and and i do love the music um but did i just give a number i, th- I think i said four and a half but i do think it's four and a half just because i was i, I love the familiarity of it and i was i was right back in it and and the new scenes using drones and things like that were just a bonus for me um, so we're kind of, we're at the end here. The only thing that we piece that we didn't talk, we would talk about them dancing at the end. That's really how the movie ends. But there is a point where, uh, Mary goes off with her granny and has a little talk about what, what were you doing in London, granny? And we find Ooh. out that the matriarch of the family is dying. And, uh, my companion, the second time I saw it, yeah, she, she broke down. She was crying. And then she kept just asking me, is she going to die? Is she going to die? She's dying in this movie. I can't take it. She's dying. And I couldn't say anything, but, um, she doesn't. She's not dying. But I think yet, (laughs) but I think there's some, you know, there's some finality in that and that, you know, she's, she's been old for the whole series. And, uh, she's basically saying that, you know, she's going to pass on this, uh, Downton to, the best hands and those are not the hands of her father they're her hands because i think we can sort of see that they're pretty much the same person you know 60 years apart or whatever so we get that little finality and then there's you know there's talk about whether or not is this just downton abbey or is this going to be downton abbey one followed by downton Mm. abbey two um 
I don't know. I think it's going to depend on whether or not there's enough people to watch it, honestly. I mean, there's yeah. enough people who I mean, watch it. It's the already series. made $80 million at the box office. I mean, they so definitely left the door open for one. it. Yeah. I think they left the door open for like the next generation, especially with Tom having this romance with um, mm-hmm. uh, Lucy and just what's happening downstairs with uh, sort of the new, newer staff taking over. So I think that that can happen uh, just whether or not people want it and whether or not the people who are involved are interested in doing it again. So we're back to, we're down to the end. We talk a little bit at the end of this about resonance and feel. How do you, how does, you know, what kind of rating would you put on that, Allison? How did you, did this movie resonate with you? Did you have feeling about it? Um, how about I go last? I want to hear what you guys have to say. Okay. <laughs> Brennan, how do you, Brennan, what's, what's, what's your thoughts on this? Um, I mean. Be brutal. I'm feeling confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was, it's weird because I think this is made. The, I should say the director of this has done a lot of work, including some Downton Abbey, um, and he's done a lot of movies and TV. Um, I, despite not knowing what was happening for so much of it, the ending <laughs> with the whole ball thing, I'm like, I understand based on the cues of the music, uh, the cinematography choices. I understand this is a big deal and it's sweeping, and I felt it somewhat um despite not Aww. knowing what was going on at all uh i think that's a testament <laughs> to the directing and like you know its ability to make you feel um right. i liked a couple characters in this i liked that intro a lot i liked the music mostly throughout um i just really don't understand what happened <laughs> that's the big problem what kind it of was a nice thing does happen really <laughs> yeah, this would have been happens. a perfect movie to have like on in the background while i was doing like sunday laundry kind of thing <laughs> like or like you know vacuuming or, or whatever it was like it, that's that's the kind of movie this would be perfect for because i don't feel like i missed out on anything by missing out on the main plots i'm sure i'm sure i did for the the hardcore people but um yeah i still felt it somewhat um Make a make a two five because this okay. should be like a one or a one five. <laughs> right. But despite right. despite that, I still I still kind of liked some of it. I think that I think you're looking at that very generously and from a really yeah. good perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way That's how I, I feel, felt, you know. Yeah, the, I and I have a resonance and feel. I mean, I I did love this series, and it was something that because there's a. Other things that are like related to it. I'm going to confess now that Allison and I used to get together on Sunday nights and drink gin and tonics <laughs> and watch this. Um, so there is a, we, we have a background and there's, there's a lot of things that it kind of evokes for me, uh, because of that. But, um, the movie itself, I'm going to give it a four for resonance and feel because I think, although they probably did the best they could do with the two hours that they had and the characters that are always already so developed, um, and people who want to see story. Um, I feel a lot of things when I'm watching it. I feel, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia and things like that that I feel. Whether this particular storyline is going to resonate with me, probably not, not as much. 
Um, so I'm going to give it a four. And if they decide to make another one, I'm probably going to go see it. <laughs> so just putting that out there. Well, duh. I mean, you got to. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you do too now. So. Yeah, that's right. Next year. Uh, so I think <laughs> I would also give it a four for many of the same reasons you talked about, Carrie. It just, you know, it's very comfortable. It's like putting on your favorite cardigan sweater. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, you know, you're just so familiar with some of these people and scenes and the music. We just love it. Um, but you know, some of those extra fluffy storylines that didn't weren't working for me, and that is probably because there are so many characters, and everybody has a different character, and everybody has to be included in something, so you have to like make something right. up. But that seemed kind of obvious to me. Um, so yeah, I would give it a four, and yeah, I'll, I will be going to see it as well if there's number two. <laughs> and I would actually be, I would actually be happier if they would wrap it all up and put it back on PBS on Sunday night and I can watch it on my couch. I don't need to go to the movies and watch it. I agree. Yep. I want to watch it from my sofa and I want it to be in one hour spurts. Yeah. I, so. I mean, yeah, exactly. I think it does cool. better as a, well, I think it does better as a series as a, than a movie. It does. Yeah. And there's, and there's things that we've done lately that I think we've said that about a few things that there's so much story that it really needs to be a series and a movie just doesn't do it justice. So. Um, well, we're at the end now, and okay. this is the first time that I've I've hosted sort of to go through the whole thing. It's been really exciting. Thanks, Brennan. And what do we have oh, coming up? Thank out? you. I can't imagine <laughs> if I tried to host this one. Excellent job. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Woo, yeah. So what do we have? Com- what's coming up? Oh, we haven't done our final recommends. Oh. Oh, sorry. Final recommends. Jeez. I'm recommending this movie. Sorry. You're, you're fired. Well, okay, you're fired as hosting the show. I'm fired now. Okay, I guess I won't Start have to over. do that again. Phew. Yeah, you did good until that last bit. <laughs> until right there. Until the most important part. <laughs> um, yes, I would recommend it also. I mean, I would recommend it for the fans of the series. For And if right. you're being, you know, boyfriend of the year, or friend of the year, or spouse of yes. the year, then you, you, you yes. go support your friend. But yeah, if That's you've never right. seen it, there's probably other stuff you want to go check out. Yeah, but if you're trying to get on someone's good side, go see it. And I was the single, straight, 20-something male who had never seen the show before. Didn't have... My girlfriend doesn't watch the show. None of my close friends watch the show. And I went and saw it, and... I mean, I, I think I've been pretty nice to it. Yeah, and I did I, I didn't. I gotta say, it exceeded my expectations. I didn't hate it, I but I was completely lost the whole movie. Um, if <laughs> as the outside perspective, if you have never seen Downton Abbey, you can't go see this. You can't see it. Right? Yeah. You, you're not gonna like it. I think nine, no, ninety nine out of a hundred people who have never seen this and go see it, they're gonna be really lost and not like it. Um, I didn't hate <laughs> it though. Like it's like a soft, not recommend. Like it's something I could have once it comes out on streaming. Just like be on mm. like it, it just i did like i like some of the music you know there's a few things i like here and there if i heard it out of the corner of my ear it'd be like ah, oh, it's not bad but like no it's as a movie as a whole unless you're a fan of the series you know if it sounds like if you're a fan of the series you should see it you're gonna like it it's yeah. what you guys are saying yeah um but yeah. no as an outsider you know it's just for the fans so you know down nabby fans go for it not down nabby fans yeah, you're gonna want to this one. Not. It's, it's not. It, it's not gonna work. You're for gonna you. give it a me. 
I'm being kind. Yeah, I'm a pretty kind grader on this show. Yeah, you it's, are it's, too. Um, yeah. I think you're you being are. nice because we like it so much. The series, your mom likes it so much. Yeah, oh, I've, shre- nice. I've shredded some other movies that other people have been. In. If I truly hated this, you would know. Okay. I didn't truly hate it. It was just, um, it was just. No, angry. he's been brutal about some other stuff. So, yeah. well, some of the other stuff deserved my wrath because some of the other stuff we reviewed is horrible. But okay, this is, okay. this is right. not well. This is not horrible. This is not bad. Right. Um, not, but not a recommend for me. So two recommends and one soft not recommend for Downton Abbey. <laughs> um, we have some more streaming reviews coming up, uh, like one or two, I think, honestly. And then we're going to be in the theaters for a lot of October. We're going to be doing Joker. Um, we are going to be doing uh, Jojo Rabbit. We're going to be doing Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, we are going to yeah. be doing uh, the Will Smith movie. What's that one? Gemini Man. Gemini um, Man, yeah. Yeah, and we have a couple more streaming reviews. I think the next one that will be out will actually be the Meryl Streep movie. Um, if everyone remembers uh, from those many weeks ago on my Instagram, we had the Films with the Women in My Life tournament, and uh, Meryl <laughs> Streep won, so we were going to do one of her Academy Award winning or nominated films. And we watched The Iron Lady, uh, a couple of our co-hosts. So that will be coming out to you on Monday. You get to hear our thoughts on The Iron Lady, a movie she actually yeah. won the Academy Award for. Um, but yeah. if you have anything to recommend to us in the meantime, Films with a Woman in My Life on Facebook. But the best place to reach out is probably to me uh, individually on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. Mama K, thank you for hosting. You're welcome. That was fun. And Allison, thank you for joining us. We'd love to have you back yeah. again. Of course, anytime. It was fun. Thank you. Next out in Abbey movie, uh, Allison's back on. Just saying. Yeah, no. It may, I mean, yeah. maybe before that, because that probably won't come out for several years. But um, <laughs> okay. Uh, th- everyone, thanks for listening. And until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.